Sounds Familiar, a podcast where we discuss two pieces of media that share themes, plot points, or overarching ideas. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date with our upload schedule, news, and discussions. Take your seat, grab your popcorn, and silence your cell phones now. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to Sound Familiar. My name's Caleb, and you seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. My name's Stephanie, and you seem a decent fellow. I hate to die. <laughs> My name's Justin, and you have been weighed, you have been measured, and you have been found wanting. You know, it's not as fun. <laughs> Just... You know, words hurt, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about you killing me, so I mean, to be fair. Yeah, well, I don't. We don't need to address that. Um, <laughs> this week, we're talking about the Princess Bride and a Knight's Tale. The we, we still the, haven't figured the out the connection <laughs> here is more spiritual in that I said the words out loud and it sounded right. It just made sense. <laughs> at know, the time. Honestly, uh, we probably could have paired Princess Bride better with Robin Hood Men in Tights, uh, oh which God. I enjoy more anyway. But <laughs> <gasps> Justin, in a Knight's Tale, absolutely. No, oh. I guess we know what Justin's opinions are. I well, think I love, a Knight's Tale is an excellent movie. movie. I do too. I'm just saying, does it beat a Mel Brooks movie? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Look, even I'm going to agree with Stephanie on this one. I love Mel Brooks movies, and they're... Not that good? Yeah, that at their best, they're pretty good. Okay, they, I... they're not that good as movies, I will put it that way. Like, as films, they, they have a lot of good aspects. At least they're not an hour too long. Are we talking about A Knight's Tale? Yes, I mean, it is. is pretty goddamn long. <laughs> you know, you're right. I suppose the, the the prince there does match up pretty well with Prince Humperdinck. It's at Carrie Elwes, et cetera, et cetera. Why didn't you recommend that when we were having this discussion a yeah, couple weeks Justin. ago, Justin? Because I didn't think about it till I was watching them, Caleb. Oh, my God. What good are you? I'm just kidding. We love. Cool. Now we get to publish an extra part to this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Princess Bride, A Knight's Tale, Supplementary. and also Men in Tights. Yeah. Supplementary <laughs> I, I content. W- I will say this. I will say this about A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale has... Uh, the jokes have aged a little better than some of the ones in <laughs> Robin Hood, Men in Tights, specifically. Mm. You don't say. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're straight. Just marry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, They do share some plot similarities although i suppose they all three do we can't even call them medieval fantasy because the knight's tale isn't fantasy it's like nothing fantastical happens in it it's quote unquote historical it's just you know or there's not much in it that couldn't happen Mm. in real life well actually peasant boy marries royalty i don't know he rises above his station yeah, you could say that. That's bare bones pe- peasant boy in a uh, pseudo medieval time r- rises See, above his station. In in a Princess Bride, Wesley, all he cares about is love. Uh, in oh, William in a Knight's Tale, does not. That's not all he cares about. First and foremost, he cares about becoming a knight. Like to the point that it's weird. 
<laughs> which I guess we'll get into. Um, yeah, it, these ones, I think, I think, yes, these ones are very much, like, spiritually, they kind of fit together. Yes, the connection here is tenuous at <laughs> yeah, best. Yeah. They... Just felt right. Yeah. And I couldn't right. think of a better one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the... Look, man, we've all had a rough go at it. Just give us this one. It's close Yeah, enough. it's the end of 2020. <laughs> give us a break. We're going through Just it. let me watch two of my favorite movies. Yes. Um, we will, we will make it work. All right. Everyone's experiences with, well, I guess we'll go with the Princess Bride first. Normally yeah. we've watched them in chronological order and discussed them in chronological order, but this time we, we didn't watch them in order. But... Yeah, but that was due to coincidence. But yes. Yes, you're um... right. Okay. Princess Bride first. Everyone's relationship with the Princess Bride. Well, we're not She's married. She's my sister. <laughs> we're both with us <laughs> okay um uh well i think i didn't once again i think i did not see the princess bride until i started dating caleb this is true of a lot of movies <sighs> we're talking about on here um i think i was aware of its existence because i knew it was something that people were like really into um and then when i watched it i'll be honest the first time i was like that's what all that was about <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I have I have come to appreciate it more. Yes. Uh, this is one of my dad's favorite movies. That makes sense. It's very much a Gen X thing. Yes. It feels I like. I think that is, yeah. At the point in time, you know. I mean, it was the 80s. Released in 87. Mm-hmm. Yeah. J- Justin? There's, there's really nothing more uh, to my relationship with the movie other than that. <laughs> and I like it. Uh, two things. Uh, two things. One, so the audience knows um, I'm not in my regular uh, space this episode. I uh, was exposed to a COVID positive case. I'm fine. All of my tests are negative, but I'm still uh, following the guidelines and quarantining for the appropriate amount of time. Uh, so I'm in my parents' guest room. So if I sound a little off or you hear a bird squeak or a uh, Vietnam documentary lowly happening in the background, it's because I'm at my parents' <laughs> Well, so are we. Or uh, sorry, so so am I. We are at my parents' house, so. Um, so the first time I saw this movie is actually because of you and Caleb. What? Um, really? It's I my had, fault? I Yeah, I had. Oh, I say fault. Yeah, we I am the it. reason that both of you saw this? Uh, I somehow just managed to never watch this movie, um, despite it being, it still would have been pretty popular on home release when I was born, um, but I just never got around to it, and, uh, we were at a friend's house, I don't know if she wants to be named, so I'll leave her unnamed, uh, we were at a friend's house, and you guys were swearing by this movie that I needed to see it, so... (laughs) We watched it, and I loved it. I have seen it. This is my second time uh, watching it since that initial one. Oh, okay. That's funny, because this seems like the exact kind of movie that you would have already seen. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, I have uh, huge, huge gaps in my uh, film knowledge. Uh, So thank you for filling that (laughs) hole in my life. (laughs) You are both welcome. Happy to fill your hole. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of home release, as Justin was saying... Uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of home release. <clears throat> uh, this movie famously, I don't I don't want to say flopped, but just kind of whiffed at the box office. That's not surprising. Um, and wasn't really popular until 
like five or six years later when it started getting played on cable and you know getting rented at the blockbuster um <laughs> carrie elwes himself oh, tells a story that like the movie came out and like nothing happened to really changed for him until like five or six years later he was at a steakhouse in new york city and he placed his order and the waitress goes as you wish and like cheekily walks away and oh he was God. like what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a way to find out. It's interesting that it took this long for this movie to get popular because it has, like, it, especially for being an 80s movie, it has all of the trappings of what uh, a classic or cult classic 80s movie would be. Look at things like uh, Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal. Um, mm-hmm. It has all of that, plus being just endlessly quotable. <laughs> and we yes. have endlessly yes. quoted it. This, this, that was like one of the three notes I wrote because, like, okay, I didn't take that many notes because what am I going to say about this movie that hasn't already been said? But this movie is eminently quotable. It is every single scene. Ha- like, the, the, the sword fight scene alone has like five different lines that I quote frequently. One might say it is inconceivably quotable. Hey! I'll see myself out. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> yes, it. I don't know. the The script is so fascinating to me because it's just like I, I don't know. It. Okay, it's very Douglas Adamsy, not in the sense that it seems like something Douglas Adams would have written, but in that kind of like it has that weird kind of off the wall quality, uh, sort of. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it like so so many of the lines. I'm like who would have put this here like who would have even thought of this like what like in a way that's funny like it works but i'm just like why i don't that doesn't make sense that's the thing about it is um the characters are so well cast that it almost seems at times like the dialogue was tailored for that specific actor yeah yeah it is really well which you know some of them it was just the actor Improving for three hours straight, and they just kept what Billy Crystal said that could be put in front of a PG audience, you know, and cut the rest. <laughs> God, I... my dumbass didn't realize that was Billy Crystal until the second time I saw this movie. Justin, I don't know if I've ever seen another Billy Crystal movie, so I don't think I knew it was him either. Haven't you seen When Harry Met Sally? No. Oh, I know. You're okay. just aware You've of seen it. Monsters yeah. Inc. Oh, well, oh, that's true. Well, yes, I've seen Monsters, Inc., but, like, you know. She's never seen a movie in which his face is in. Right, right, so I didn't, like, recognize him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to imagine what this movie would look like if it was made now, and the only word that comes to my mind is cringe. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm just imagining they get all these SNL people and it's, just have yes. them improv. Yes. Oh, God. It would just be a bunch of SNL cast members improving at each other. Oh, for hours God. and it would not be as funny no no well i'll i'll say this um they this movie came out like in the uh mid 80s when snl was like super popular uh still and they managed to avoid that temptation the first time around so maybe yeah but yeah, snl was probably funnier then than it is now <laughs> i don't know uh, far be it for me to compliment the 80s but yeah. <laughs> Especially their sense of humor. I know, right? Going. It... <laughs> right. Well, it does have that improvisational quality about it, which 
to me is a very fine line to walk in a comedy. Yeah. Like it can work really well, but only like it's not likely to work really well, in my opinion. Lots of times it doesn't work really well, but it's relied upon so heavily, I think, especially with bigger name comedic actors. Cause, and like, I don't know, I'm not really a fan of that technique generally uh, because it is so hard to do well, but I do think this movie does it well. And I think it's partially because of what you said, like everyone feels really well cast. Like they just fit their characters so well and are everyone's clearly having a great time. So like, I think for that reason, it doesn't come off weird and cringy. It just comes off as like at worst, kind of like what the, what the hell is going on? But like in a, in a fun way, <laughs> fun way. Go away! I'll call the brute squad. I'm on the brute squad. You are the brute squad. <laughs> right. It's... A nice MLT when the mutton is. <laughs> well, yes. It almost feels like at times it almost feels like uh, almost pythony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, definitely. A little bit. Oh, we could have paired this with full silly, but Oh yeah. We could have paired this with Holy Girl. We should Oh, now I'm sad. We can just we'll do yeah. Holy Grail and Robin Hood Men in Tights, then we pair the explicitly the two pair medieval the comedies. Yeah, that too. Yes, there we go. <laughs> um yeah, uh, speaking of you know, movies that actually can make me laugh, like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I actually laughed several times watching uh, watching The Princess Bride. Um, it was... Uh, oh, gosh. I can't can even remember which part. Uh, Jesus. I laughed at a lot of Wallace Shawn's lines. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the way he delivers them. The cliffs of insanity! <laughs> <laughs> it kills me. Like... <laughs> Uh, the, there were other, there were definitely other parts too, but I think his in particular were, were just really funny. Yeah, like the part where it just cuts to the cliffs, so like you don't even see him, you just yep. hear him absolutely yelling. <laughs> With a like, dramatic the sting. Of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like for no <laughs> reason, like it's just cliffs. Like. <laughs> You've fallen victim to one of the classic blunders! <laughs> He's having a great time. <laughs> His energy oh, is. The, I love the, the way he delivers that line and the laughs, and then just stops mid laugh and keels <laughs> just over. Absolutely plummets. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, Such a classic. Road scholar Wallace Shawn doing right? great physical gags. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, no, he he is fantastic in it, and everyone is really like like what I said, and like you know, poor Robin Wright, who is a fantastic actress, has precious little to do in this movie, despite the fact that it's named after her. But she does a good job with, like, what she has. <laughs> like, I think we even laughed at a couple of her expressions this time. Like, <laughs> a couple of the oh, times Oh, one of the ways she... when she looks at Wesley? Yeah. Which, oh, <laughs> like, this, like, bitch, what the she fuck? She just gives face? him a death stare, and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, I... I can't remember. I love when she realizes who she pushed down the hill, and then she just, like, yeets herself. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> right, she doesn't even try to run down the hill. She just goes, boink, and just, like, tumbles right after him. Exactly. Um, no, I mean, she's great in everything. Like I said, I think she's kind of wasted here, but she, she does a good job with what she has. Um, yeah, okay, so... The first note I made about this movie was that it has the balls to just directly tell men and boys that it's okay to be invested in a love story. Oh, that's beautiful. 
Yeah, you're right. Because it keeps cutting back to Fred Savage. He's like, oh, Grandpa with the kissing. And Grandpa's like, oh, what, you're too good for the kissing? And and by the end, he's, you know, he's fully invested in it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little bit of a meta commentary on, though, on how, like, if you want a a guy to get invested in a love story, you have to be like, and also, there's fighting, and there's a giant, and there's a big rat, and all this other stuff. Okay, <laughs> that rat scene was totally there to just fill out the runtime, right? That goes it's on so for pointless. Way too long. I know, I know. <laughs> it, no, what was there? I feel like there was another. Oh yeah, the speaking of pointless scenes, I feel bad for saying that because I love this movie. But uh, speaking of pointless stuff, we we were talking about the um the whole uh the machine subplot like and like where wesley gets captured and like get, part of his life gets sucked away yada yada like why does any of that happen <laughs> i mean it okay i know like why it such happens such a weird turn right well yeah it's obviously there to like add another obstacle like i understand that but i feel like it could have been a little better justified by the plot because as it is it's just kind of like and then he gets kidnapped by this guy who is not the main villain he's the second villain but he's there to be evil and he kidnapped wesley okay, but i love his delivery i, I love some of those scenes yes. that great lines um the 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 torturer i love the faces yes. he makes when wesley's like asking him questions um and then when um count what's his name count ruger is like taking Rugen. notes he's like count ruger he's like and do remember this is for posterity so be honest. And How Wesley's do you feel? Just... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great for sure. It's just like See what, imminently quotable. What is we are men of action. Lies do not become us. That is a great it... line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, it's. It almost feels kind of pointless to ask why is this scene here in a movie, which you know, like, why is any of it there? But like, I, don't know, I was just kind of like. I, I don't really know why any of this is happening right now, but it's fun, so hell yeah. <laughs> I, I also, um, I don't know, I, sorry, Justin, what were you, I, I have kind of a discussion uh, question, I guess, but. Okay, I'll, I'll just, mine's just a quick note, real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, going back to the, uh, the scenes that happen in quote-unquote our world, uh, I absolutely love peter falk in this movie mm-hmm. um he is that the grandfather all yes. of his deliveries are great um he's very powdery it's worth noting be- <laughs> it's worth noting because of our last episode we talked about it uh he is in the film murder by death which is also a uh, mystery comedy that pairs well with our last episode oh, nice um yeah kind of related to that i was gonna ask you guys like what do you think is the the point or like the function of the the framing device? You know the the real world framing. Um, like what? Why instead of the movie just straightforwardly taking place as itself? Uh, why do we think that it's framed as like a story being told to a kid? To get the audience invested, I, I think it's well, okay. I mean, fantasy was real popular at the time, right? But it yeah. was like didn't have the highest standards associated with it i think this was we're already doing the whole men and boys don't like love stories so i think we had Mm. to add the additional layer of this is a fictional story within this fictional real world (laughs) we had to add some more separation for the audience to totally buy in Uh, plus it allows them to do some interesting things um 
with the storytelling, like something happens and it cuts to like, wait, that yes. couldn't have been how it happened. He's like, oh, you're right. And then they're able to like change it. Uh, the one that comes right to my mind is uh, when she's surrounded by eels and they don't really like show her escaping. It's just like, she didn't get eaten by the eels. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the eels <laughs> she, don't get her. She doesn't yet. get eaten by the eels at this yeah, time. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Kind of that little meta element to it. Like, um, and I think, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like what Caleb was saying, like, uh, sort of, uh, I don't, uh, commentary is probably too serious a word, but kind of like a little tongue-in-cheek explanation of how we get invested in stories, um, you know, like, yeah. kind of presenting it as, like, you start off from this level of separation, I guess, um, and over the course of the story, you know, if it's a good one, you can suspend your disbelief get invested in it and, you know, kind of learn to accept the things that maybe at first you were like, that couldn't happen or that's, you know, that's right. silly. Also, if, if, if you're a family or a young boy going to see this movie with your family and it just opens with where the grandfather is talking about two people being in love, you're going to have the same reaction as the little kid. So it's there to have someone that, like, kids watching this movie relate to. Like, they have the same feelings they do, and then the kids are being told, hold on, just wait, all right? <laughs> It'll get good. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's a narrative so I, uh... excuse to, um, it, it makes the movie about different types of love. It's not just romantic love, it's also about familial love. Mm. Yeah, because the grandpa says, as you wish point. at the end. Which means I love you. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say, Justin? Uh, I was just uh, saying I couldn't help but uh, watch this movie given the circumstances that I'm in right now. Um, if they were to do a remake, I just know they would be tempted to put it in uh, COVID times and then the grandpa would just have to be yelling down the hallway six feet away. <laughs> Aww. Just, or reading it over story, Zoom. Grandpa. What's up? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um... Yeah, that I I do I do like the framing device, um, and I think I don't know it's it's nice to have kind of those parallel stories, kind of going on. Um, it's not overused. We don't cut back yeah. to them like we don't spend too much time with them. Right, and it's funny seeing the kid kind of like try to play it cool and be like, "Oh well, I guess you could keep reading it," or I didn't really mind it. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Yeah, at the end when uh. He cuts it before the like climactic uh, kiss. He's like, ah, you don't want the kissing parts. Yeah. Uh huh. That's how they get you. Um. Okay. Let's see. Notes. 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 I. The problem with my notes is I usually come up with my actual deep thoughts kind of like on the fly, whereas my notes are just stupid cinema sense shit. Like, oh, how did the something something. Um, yeah, because for instance, I wrote, <laughs> this doesn't matter, but like, um, there is absolutely no way Buttercup doesn't recognize him. I don't care if he's wearing that flimsy little mask. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, this bothers me <laughs> so much. I'm like, no, that he, 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 he looks absolutely no different. Like he doesn't have a beard. He's not disguising his voice. His body doesn't look any different. Like he he has those super blue eyes that anyone would recognize i assume um it just i no <laughs> it bothers me so much every time 
Uh, and I'm like, if Caleb was running around in all black with a little mask on, and he tried to be like, uh, I'm the dread pilot, pirate, pirate, the dread, the dread pirate Santos or something, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I would be like, Caleb, why are you playing? Like, stop. I know it's you. I don't know. It's, it bothers me. And no, it. It tracks, and that's been superhero logic for decades. Domino masks do not work. <laughs> um, that's something we, we skipped over, which we're, we're jumping around a lot, which is fine. If you haven't seen this movie yet, what are you doing? God have mercy Pause on this, me. go watch it, come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the fight between Wesley and... Uh, uh, Indigo? I, keep, I always want to say his name wrong. Uh, <laughs> Montoya. Mr. Montoya. Uh is please so his father was mr Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> uh is so fun and well choreographed um i absolutely love that sequence uh it is the most looney tunes yes the, yes <laughs> the movie gets which i appreciate. i don't know the fight against uh Chesik is pretty looney tunes ish a lot of looney tunes um, going on that's here true. Uh, I have an entire YouTube video about the Wesley versus Inigo sword fight that I'm going to link in the description to this video. That is a good video. Um, yeah, it's a fun little fight scene. Um, absolutely no stakes at all, um, but it's fun to watch them dance around, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, it, yeah, it's very that like classic swashbuckler Yes. Kind of over the top. Very Errol Flynn. Yeah, they're clearly not trying to kill each mm -hmm. other. They're just kind of doing a little dance thing. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny how he has to do that whole like road of trials thing where he has to to, to beat all three of the <laughs> members of mm -hmm. the the crew, um, and then immediately go fight a giant rat. I guess for some reason. <laughs> Which is, Actually, yeah, which is why totally... is that there? Hey, they had to survive all three trials of the Fire Swamp, okay? Oh Not God. just the R.O.U.S.'s. Yeah. What, Justin? <laughs> uh, that rat is totally just a dude in a suit crawling around. It's straight around. up a dude in a suit. Moving around. It is a dude. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, It's that's... creepy, I don't like it. it... No. <laughs> he's, cr he's creepy and he stinks and I don't like him. So, no, but for real, <laughs> why did that? Why do they go through the swamp... Like, why not just go from them being reunited to being... To pad the runtime. <laughs> also, it was probably in the book in some shape uh, or form. I'm over here. I, I guess I'm I'm looking at these movies more like an editor than a director. Because I'm like, we can cut this, we can cut this, we can cut this. <laughs> and we've got a tight 40, and that's it. <laughs> um... Every film's a short. Let's go. Yeah. We'll discuss editing more in A Knight's Tale. Y yes. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's a fun scene. It's just that I guess once again, I kind of I, I don't really know why it's happening. And also, I think that, I don't know, Wesley and Buttercup don't have a lot of chemistry which kind of sucks because they're the big love story. Stephanie, they have true love, okay? <laughs> I'm not feeling it. I do not feel it ever with them. I'd like... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of like... They're just kind of two Aryan people walking around together. I don't, I don't, I don't feel <laughs> it. What are you talking about? 
he's the hero and she is the princess for I life. Guess... That's all you need. No, like, I love the tropes. Don't get me wrong. I just think I never get this. Okay. I never get the sense that he really likes her. I get the sense that she likes him, but not vice versa, if that makes sense. Like, he always seems, like, at best, kind of vaguely annoyed by her presence. I think that's just Carrie Elwes. <laughs> just how he is. I've met the guy. He's a little odd. He's vaguely annoyed by everyone's presence. <laughs> you do get that impression, but mm-hmm. hey, that was just one day. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in a Comic-Con in Central Florida. <laughs> everyone's a little grumpy. Yeah, no one wants to be there. I'm just I, I want to. Hey, Wallace Shawn was delightful. Oh, yeah. Okay? Did we mention we met him? He, he, he took he took like 10 minutes per person to just talk to everyone in his line and just have a chat with them. Yeah, was, what, what a nice man. What a nice man. Exactly. Beautiful man. Also met Chris Sarandon, but that wasn't really exciting. It was just kind of like cool, like, ooh, Jake Skellington. <laughs> um, Prince Humperdinck. Um, <laughs> Good. Mm, yeah, but but um, let's see. What else have we got here? Um, so, oh, yeah, another question I had that doesn't really matter, but... I'm just gonna ask it anyways, because what the hell? So when um when Humperdinck is like defeated at the end, um, you know he's obviously still alive, but you know they like Buttercup's obviously not gonna marry him. Like they run away. Is he like still the prince? Like what is yeah. happening here? He's still the prince, right? But it's like if he's still the prince and he still all has all that at his disposal, things might not go super well for them. Like, he's not gonna. He has learned to not fuck with them <laughs> I guess. because he his literally his entire castle, his men, all of his plans were undone by these people once. Like, and he knows that Wesley will never stop. So, like, I get the sense that Prince Humberdink is not gonna mess with him ever. So again. they're all just low key outlaws now. Speaking of men in tights, but mm-hmm. it's okay and they'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus, it's like. <laughs> His bloodthirsty, six-fingered, right-hand man is kind of, like, super dead now. Yes, I suppose that counts. I don't know. <laughs> um, the prince is uh, is toothless by himself. He needed he needed uh, Christopher Guest to yeah. give him his teeth. Right, I know, but it's just he still has the power of, you know, being royalty, but I guess, I guess it's fine. Um... <laughs> Which, it's also funny that she's called the Princess Bride because she is never actually a princess, but that also doesn't really matter, I guess, so. It's, I, don't, I, just, I don't know why. It seems like it would make more sense if she was a princess because, for one thing, it would make more sense for him to be marrying her. Also, it would make more sense that, like, she and Wesley couldn't just get married, like, because, you know, class barrier. No one cares about this? Just me? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm... You make excellent no, points. I'm processing. Mm. Processing. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why, like, she isn't just, or I, I don't understand why she isn't already some kind of royalty instead of what her, I guess her parents were, like, fairly well-to-do farmers, and that's, like, pretty much it. Yeah, well, the reason Wesley left in the first place was to make some money so they could get married. Right, but it's, like, I if he had to make money for them to get married, then she probably didn't have that much money. So why is the prince marrying her? Ah! Because she's the most beautiful maiden in the land. Sure, I guess. <laughs> no offense to Robin Wright. Come on, um, Stephanie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I didn't mean... I just meant... I didn't mean that she's a lovely lady. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, God, do I have anything else? Um, no, that's pretty much all, all of the big stuff that I have. Uh, other stuff is just, like, random shit that doesn't matter. Um, we got anything else on The Princess Bride, gents? Uh, I like this movie. Go watch it. Why are you listening if you haven't seen it? <laughs> oh, no, no spoilers for The Princess Bride. <laughs> Little Fred yeah, Savage uh, over here. Yeah, you did it to yourself if you, if you got spoiled <laughs> listening to this. I, uh, I understand if you haven't. Uh, seen it yet, which I mean at this point we've told you three times now to stop this and go watch it, but if you still haven't watched it at this point I get it, it took me until college to see it, but uh, it's definitely a classic, it's it's one of those movies that um, after you watch it you think back to things you've seen and you yep. understand so yep. many references <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I watch it yeah, at le- watch I watch it, it usually once a year, good. at least this is one of my annual rewatches it's on my comfy pants list. Oh, of course. It is the definition of a comfy <laughs> pants it, movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was a tight first half. Uh, stick around for the not-so-tight second half. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Justin here. Thank you so much for checking out our show. You may notice some audio issues during these early episodes as we're recording them in separate locations during quarantine. It is our intention to record in person once it's safe, but for now, we work with what we have. Please follow the recommended guidelines, wear your masks, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to Sounds Familiar. I hope you didn't miss us too much. Aww. Yeah, they they missed us for all, what is it, like 30 seconds it takes for Justin to say the mid-roll thing. Man, we're going to have to, we're going to have to change that after yeah. this vaccine gets rolled out. Some of the, well, I mean, think about our closing thing. A lot of that is already out of date. Yes, it is. Like, don't we say that we release episodes on don't Tuesdays there? <laughs> Stephanie, why would you why would you say that? I don't know. I'm assuming everyone's Our audience doesn't it. know what days we release episodes. <laughs> and we don't even know what day what it is. is... They do. <laughs> <laughs> what is Thursday but Wednesday's Tuesday? Uh... Must be Thursdays. I can never get the hang of Thursdays. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to talk about... A Knight's Tale, a movie that I quite like and most other people seem to be neutral to negative on. For no good reason. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I've even heard that many people talk about this movie. Like, I, I really don't know what the consensus is on it. Uh, most people I have encountered uh, either find it delightful or just they don't think about it. <laughs> so neutral to positive. All right. So Caleb just hangs out with mean. People. Uh, well, mean people being <laughs> Stephanie, who is very vocal uh, about okay. her dislike for okay. certain aspects of this movie we for a long time. We might as well get into experiences with movies. Well, yes. Okay. The first time I saw this movie was in my uh, English class senior year, and I liked it a lot, and was probably the only person who, m- much like the rest of the class, the any other given part of the class, I was probably the only person paying attention. Yeah, for one thing. Look, I didn't want to do honors classes or A push classes or whatever because that was a lot of fucking work. Yeah, some of us. I much preferred sitting in the back of the class 
and hearing my fellow classmates go, how come he gets to sit there and play video games while, while we're doing work? And hearing the teacher go, he already turned in his assignments. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Well, uh, this is... Was the first time I saw this movie with Caleb? I think I might have seen it one time earlier, like with my family, like years earlier. But I don't really remember. I th- I know my my family has seen this. I don't remember if I watched it with them or not. Um, I didn't remember much. Anyway, I watched it again with Caleb, and <laughs> at the time of my viewing it, then I was very annoyed about the anachronistic music. <laughs> it is my, certainly a choice. My stance on that has softened over time. I still find it silly but (laughs) i it doesn't make me as actively angry now (laughs) at the time it certainly (laughs) did um i like i get what they're doing with it i guess um see okay it all right it's not just anachronistic music that bothers me like that doesn't inherently bother me because like for instance in the films of baz luhrmann (laughs) uh one of my favorite uh, filmmakers, um, there is frequently anachronistic music used, like, it's a whole thing, but it's also very obviously a stylistic choice, like, Baz Luhrmann's movies are nothing if not stylized, like, and- Let's let Justin give his, his experience with this movie before you and I get into this. No, you're right, you're right, because we can probably get into it. Justin? Um, so, I- first saw this movie when my family rented the uh, DVD from the Blockbuster. <laughs> Was it Blockbuster um, or Movie Gallery? Uh, I don't know. Probably <laughs> Movie Gallery. <laughs> um, trying to remember uh, what the uh, VHS case smelled like. Oh my lord. Tell the difference. Uh, I was a weird uh, kid. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Anyway, I, I saw it then, um, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I was like nine, ten, anywhere between nine and eleven um, when I saw this movie for the first time, and then I saw it countless times in school in history classes, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so um, hysterical. I do have to. I do question the the accuracy. Um, um, so I've seen this movie like a billion and a half times in my life okay. and uh it sounded like i was hard on it at the beginning i wasn't um you can like two things and just like one of them a little <laughs> more uh, i do i have a soft spot for this movie I, I enjoy it every time i see it yes i i i enjoy robin hood men in tights but i i will watch this one every time um i okay we'll dive right into the big divisive thing here <laughs> Okay. It fe- Okay. The first time Stephanie was like, "Oh, I can't stand the music." I was like, "I like it. I think it's neat." And now watching it this time, I feel like I feel like that part in Community where the dean's talking about the morning announcements and he's just like, "Well, some question its very purpose." Um because I um I I do Question, question its, its purpose, purpose. <laughs> because it doesn't 
add anything that's, okay, that's to what the it is. to the movie other than a little like it, extra quirky quirkiness. Yes, that's what I think, and I think that's what bothered me so much about it back in the day that I couldn't quite articulate because I was like in high school or whatever. It's that it. It's not so much the fact that it has anachronistic music. Like, I'm not over here like, oh, that music isn't accurate to the time period. Like, whatever the hell. Like, no, I think it's that I don't know why it's there. Like, it's like, I mean, okay, I get that it's like a fun, upbeat movie. It's not trying to be like super historically accurate. Um, But it's also like, it's such a strong choice that I'm like, I don't know why exactly this choice was made. Yeah, in the opening scene, there are trumpets playing electric guitar noises. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I know. I don't know. I'm of two minds about it, um, because... Like you said, the trumpets in the beginning, and when they're doing it's uh, so dumb. you in the stands. Yes. I don't, I don't mind it when it's diagetic, but when like Lowrider is playing, over yep. His this montage, this like, movie okay. loves montages, and it, that's when it most really of this music. Does. Okay, there are so many montages in this movie, <laughs> and most of them are the first training montage is set to Lowrider. There's a um, tournament montage set to Taking Care of Business, and I it no. No. I questioned those two. But, God, I, okay, that, that scene at the, um, what is it? It's not a ball. What is it, Stephanie? The thing they go to after the tournament? The 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 banquet. Yeah. The banquet dance scene would not be anywhere near as fun or interesting if it wasn't David Bowie. All right? Like, that one needed, if we're going to have a dance scene, it, it. (laughs) There's, okay, the. This movie has a lot of movie has time for this. Okay. Like... Before we get into what this movie has time for, I'm going to provide a quick little summary. Yes. I didn't do this with The Princess Bride because... Everyone. Uh, yeah. Knows. Um, a Knight's Tale is about a squire um, and his two other friends who are also squires. And their, uh, their knight dies. <laughs> And William, the main character, has always had dreams of becoming a knight, so he puts on the armor and pretends to be of royal birth um, to win a bunch of tournaments and get rich and famous and get chicks. And rise above his station, obviously. It's there you as, go. Yeah. To change his stars! Um, so that's what the movie's about. Yes. Um, this movie has a... Just like The Princess Bride, has a fantastic... Uh, cast. Yeah, it's a Just good ensemble. A, a, a cast. fantastic ensemble. Absolutely. Um, I love Heath Ledger in this role. Um, yeah, he's like unfairly charming in this in he this role. Is. He okay. This role could have been really annoying. <laughs> yes. Like the with how like obsessive he is about like the you know being a knight and like his honor and shit and it like it could have gotten obnoxious pretty quickly right but because he's Heath Ledger and he's like both cute and a good actor you're just like oh buddy you know what yeah you're right <laughs> right even when he's a dick you're like I understand yeah, exactly. but it's okay <laughs> it's okay but um, uh, Alan Tudyk is hilarious yes of I, course, of course I love um always Stephanie your boy Vision Paul Bettany I love Paul Bettany yeah he's hilarious in this too. he is so good. Playing Jeffrey Chaucer, who you might remember. <laughs> okay, that's another thing I don't understand. Why Why make this guy be Chaucer? Like, why not have him just be a guy? Uh, uh, 
the movie is like apparently very very loosely based on the knight's tale oh. from canterbury tales but pretend i didn't pr- pretend i knows? knew that <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> like no, very loosely to the point that it's not they just yeah. like the name. this was i swear to god this was a thing for movies around this time was like randomly shoehorning in an actual person like from history who really lived and just making them a character in the movie like i'm pretty sure some did that with shakespeare i know ever after did it with leonardo da vinci for some reason like <laughs> that was only a few years before this like why 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 did you guys do this <laughs> i don't understand stephanie who plays our villain oh uh rufus sewell uh who has previously uh, yes no Underrated he's fantastic he has previously uh... appeared on the podcast <laughs> Not as a guest, just as someone we've talked about. Although Rufus Sewell, if you're listening, now feel free I'm... to join up. We we would love to talk about how you always get cucked, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we love you, and he we play, think you deserve. He better. is very good at playing the hateable villain. He really is, like it, and it's it's almost sad at this point, like because I was the uh, the other day I was watching um, the holiday, like the 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 romantic comedy. And in it, he plays, like, the kind of douchey ex-boyfriend of one of the characters who tries to get back with her, but she realizes that she deserves better, that kind of thing. Like, and I realized, I was like, oh my god, this is, like, the fourth movie I've seen him in now where he plays the guy who doesn't get the girl. Like, I felt so bad for him. (laughs) But he is really good in this role, like... To the point, like, the movie really wants you to hate him. Like, they're like, please hate this man. Please. And boy, do you. The entire third act is just like, you hate this guy, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, he's he's such a piece of shit. so (laughs) awful. It wasn't enough for him to just be kind of a dick. He also has to uh, beat up what's-his-fuck while he's in chains. Uh, Get called back from... His armies get called back from the front lines because they were doing too much raping and pillaging. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, that, that... I was like, why did we need that? We just need to really believe that this guy's terrible. Uh, the whole part where he talks about what's-her-face being, like, a trophy or something yeah. that he's gonna put on his mantle, and it's like, wait, we get it. We, he's not a nice guy. Oh, and then, you know, creates a special uh, <laughs> lance to stab William in public. Yeah, it's it, it's it's funny how over the top it, his villainy <laughs> is for such a uh, I don't know, kind of a low stakes He's rifle here. Yeah. Right, yeah. no, what are the stakes here? He They get deprived. He loses the championship. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, okay, the championship becomes, I guess, kind of a metaphor, a stand-in for everything else that is represented by their difference in station and the threat that William poses by rising above his own. Like, what? Speaking of station. What? I love Prince Edward. Oh, yeah. The guy's really cool. I, I love him. Really I, I, I love how up. he pops up <laughs> a couple times throughout the movie. Like, the first time they they have their they have their bout and, um, you know, they, they draw honorably. Um... And then when uh, Adamar withdraws, when they realize he's the prince, and William realizes that or he find, he sees a kindred spirit in the prince because they're both people pretending to be who they aren't so that they can compete in this tournament. Yeah, exactly. Because, because all they care about is the thrill of the competition. Right, right. And that's why the prince is a cool character, because he is that kind of... Like, I don't even 
I don't think narrative foil is the right word. He's like a an opposite parallel to William. Yeah. Uh, like Caleb said, because um, both of them are prevented from from doing the thing that they want to do, doing the thing they love because of their station. Right. Because of something that they didn't choose, a position that they didn't right. choose. William can't compete because he's not of noble birth, and Prince Edward can't compete because it is tradition to uh, surrender when you know you're going up against royalty right and he doesn't um, want to be treated like a god he just right. wants to be a guy <laughs> i i love the moment when adamar withdraws and edward's mm-hmm. face is just disappointed and william just grabs his lance and charges he's in like william's i'm your huckleberry face. Like, yeah charges. william's face is like yes he just slams down his visor exactly. and goes it's sweet it's a real dude's rock moment <laughs> <laughs> just dudes just being guys yeah. <laughs> it's cute um and it, of course it's really nice when um when he comes back to save them later, um, yeah, comes up with some bullshit about him being yeah, up from secret so, ancient right, noble which birth. Which he obviously made up, but like it's fine. He's like, but and as my word as prince is above contestation. Yeah, exactly. No one's gonna be like, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> so, you calling the prince a liar? Yeah, exactly. I ain't calling you a truther. <laughs> Right, and it's a really, it's a nice... (laughs) (laughs) That would take Justin a second. (laughs) It's a nice moment because, um, like, he says to William, like, your men love you. Like, because, like... if I knew nothing else about you, that would be enough. Right, right. And, like, he has to, because of his position, he has to recognize how important that is. Right. And, um, yeah, and it's... it's nice because it's like obviously kind of unrealistic I'm sure for the time period but mm-hmm. but within the story it's nice because it's yeah. like these like actually being a good person like a decent human who inspires loyalty in the people around you can can overcome like the weird petty like whatever your noble line is mm-hmm. bullshit and that whole scene that whole scene is great is when when Edward first walks up to William in the stockade he says what a pair we make you know, because even Prince Edward sees the the kindred spirit yep. in him. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay, yes, I like this movie. I just have a lot of parts of it that I like to bitch about. Okay, we we mentioned the editing previously. Yeah, okay. let's bitch about. That. I have the, there. Are, I have two sides of a coin here for the editing. Mm. First, I love how this movie takes its time. Mm. It lets scenes play out. These scenes have room to breathe for for characters' moments to go on, for there to be conversations and action and reaction, and there to be real feeling, right? Mm-hmm. You you really get, feel like you get to know these characters because you have extended dialogue sequences with them, and it doesn't feel rushed, and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. But on the other side <laughs> of that coin, yeah. there's a fair amount of fat that could probably be trimmed here. I feel like there's a good... I don't know, 15 movie, minutes of this movie that could it's be... It's a very fat little movie. Yeah, see, even... I feel like 15 minutes Woof. might not be enough. Um, Just over two hours. Time, it's runtime is two hours and 12 minutes. Uh, That's long. I... I and maybe it's just because of, like, <laughs> where I am in my life and how much time I have left. Uh, but I... I feel like this movie uh if it would have trimmed down to um right around the 90 to 100 minute mark would have been tight and it would I don't know I think I think it wouldn't work I think it wouldn't work quite as well because every now and then it does drag 
but I feel like most of the time for me watching it, I found myself just getting sucked into the scenes and just enjoying being with these characters and seeing these scenes play out. Yes. Um, that a lot of it is, and once again, we return to the idea of like, what can you, what you can and can't cut from a movie, like it without hurting some aspect of it. I mean, and that is the thing, like a lot of the scenes that are kind of extraneous are still these really nice, like character scenes. So it's kind of like, should yeah. you cut that? Or, I mean, we talked about that one scene with the girl and like the church. So I was like, why yes, is this the, even here? The, the first time that William sees Jocelyn, he follows yeah. her into a church on his horse. Um, and the, uh, the bishop, I guess, freaks out and is like, you desecrate the house of God! And he leaves, um, and then, like, Jocelyn and her maiden-waiting giggle and laugh at him as he gets hurried out. That should have been the end of that scene. Right. But instead, we get another solid minute where the bishop is talking to the girls and Jocelyn is just like, why, God, did you curse me with this face? Like, right, like, Which, it's, it's funny, funny, but, like, why It's is really it funny, happening? but it's definitely unnecessary. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. I was like, well, what? gaining from this i don't i don't know <laughs> um and a lot of a lot of the stuff in the movie i think kind of falls prey to that though maybe not quite as obviously but i think it, i don't know like i get it it's like it's supposed to be just like a fun kind of a action comedy sort mm -hmm. of like it, it i feel like this movie also has a hint of what the princess bride was trying to say with hey dudes bro dudes bros it's cool to be invested in a love story. Um, hey, bros, you can do the sports stabbing You can do thingy? the sports and <laughs> yeah. the, the, the pretty ladies. Because he learns to be a poet, right? He uh, Yeah, that was cute. He get, there's there's cute. a whole sequence where he's uh, crowdsourcing a love I letter. <laughs> I like it. That's it's, adorable. It's, it's yes. Character moments. You're right. We right. didn't need to see scene. each of his friends give a line that he could use and then yeah. provide some backstory about some tragic love story that they had in their past but it's nice, it's nice. It's character yeah. moments all of these people are uniting all these people who have experienced heartbreak are using that to help their friend write a love letter yeah it's That's maybe good. a little maybe it's a little longer than it needs to be but i'm not gonna be the heartless one to cut it <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and, and it, it reminds me kind of of like how a tv show would do things which like it Maybe that's why it feels a little weird for a movie. It's because, like, you know, in a lot of times TV shows will have those just, like, get it, sitting with the characters and getting to know them through dialogue kind of thing. This feels like a higher-budget, like, Xena movie, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, like a limited series or TV movie or something. Yeah, that, see, that's... There we go. This either needs to trim down to about a hundred minutes or be a three-hour mini. Yeah, yeah. I, th I mean, I think it Take would away. work really well as that. I, I, I feel like I would vibe with it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the character, the character work in the movie is really good. I think. Um, I think uh, all the characters are either likable or, or at least colorful. <laughs> um, I. I do like uh, what's her face, the love interest. I Jocelyn. I like how she is, n like I'm not gonna say mean to him, but she is never easy on him. Like just every single step of the way, she's like, "Oh, you like me? All right, well, um, I don't know." It's just yeah, I it's I, funny I like to me. how 
I like how the stuff between them builds up. It feels... I believe their chemistry, even yeah. when they have, like, stupid little fights and are still into each other. I, I, right. I believe it. Like, I love the, the first time she sees him jousting, and Adamar is there trying to, like, explain how, ba- how like, a novice, how amateur guy. he is, yeah. and everything he says. Yeah. Uh, every, <laughs> everything he explains about, like, his technique, <laughs> everything that Adamar explains about William's technique interests Jocelyn. Yeah, and Adamar's like, clearly like sitting there, like, right. God damn it!" Like, he's like, he, uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't tilt his his head up. Yeah, that part where she says second. he keeps his eye on the target was so sexy. I was like, "Oh, girl!" Like, right, <laughs> everything that Adamar is trying to say to like nag William, Jocelyn is like. Oh, so you're saying he's brave and keeps his eye on his target. Exactly. Right. Adamar is just shooting himself in the foot repeatedly. It's pretty funny, actually. Because he's sitting there telling his captive audience, explaining every man's fantasy to sit down and explain the yeah. rules of a game to a woman. Every man dreams of this moment. <laughs> While simultaneously explaining why a romantic rival is the worst. Um, but it doesn't really work out for him, unfortunately. Um, one of their scenes is one of my favorites in the movie when they're in the chapel um and <sighs> this is a great scene she likes one of the reasons she's interested in william is because he's the only knight who is not promised to win a tournament in her name uh for her honor and he shows up and they have a conversation in the chapel and it's just this wide shot from the like all way across the yeah it feels like you're watching it on a stage right it like, feels like you're watching it or is like a, a, a passerby yeah. And, like, they're moving um, horizontally between these pillars that are framing each shot without cutting. I don't know. It's just this really neat sequence. Mm. Um, no, I do like that scene. Um, I don't know why it was filmed that way, <laughs> given that most of the rest of the movie isn't, but it was no. a cool choice. <laughs> I liked it. Um, hmm. Yeah, let's see. Um, this movie also doesn't know if it wants to be a sports movie or not. <laughs> I like to call it a sports movie just because it's funny to me to call it one, but... <laughs> it, it has a lot of the trappings of inspirational underdog tra- tra- sports yeah, movie. Yeah, training montage. Oh, he doesn't meet an old master, though. That They're missing that one. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> it has the other stuff. Um, yeah, it has all the training montages. It, yeah, it has the whole, like, you'll never be whatever. Yeah, beating like, the tournaments <laughs> and getting yeah. to the world championship. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, your rival. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Sweep the leg. It's, right, right. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I, like, I like to joke that it's the only sports movie that I like. Uh, that's not entirely true. I'm sure I can think of one given enough time. Um but yeah, I think it does kind of have that aspect, which it's kind of funny because, you know, the, the title of it being A Knight's Tale, um, it's so spe- uh, specifically focused on exactly one aspect of being a knight, which is the sports aspect. I don't know. <laughs> the, the jousting, I guess. It's like... Honor, <laughs> love of your men, et cetera, yes, et cetera. Yes, It's just funny because he doesn't actually do any fighting at any point, um, <laughs> nor any... Uh, uh, whatever knights had to do, uh, defend the church or some shit. Like, uh, the, uh, I don't know. It's just a little (laughs) funny because it's like the all, like jousting is the, the nexus of what it means to be a knight, which is just odd because it's basically just a gladiatorial sport. Well, the tournament is, the whole tournament. Yeah. And he only participated in sword fighting and the joust. Mm -hmm. But he wanted the joust, he wanted to be the best at the joust because that's where the most glory was. Mm Mm-hmm. 
A Knight's Tale is easily in the oh top ten. I I feel like it needed more memorable <laughs> opponents. Is it a? Is it? I, if that's a criteria we're basing it on, I would put it just under the Chunin arc from Naruto. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, sure. Um, anyway. <laughs> there's, there's, Sorry. There's this, this movie has a lot of um, ideas, not necess- things that pop up that aren't necessarily like full-on themes that the movie's trying to explore. Mm. Um, at the very end, after William has become famous as um, Sir, Sir Ulrich, um, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein of Gelderland, um, he returns to London for the first time in, I don't remember what he said, I think it was like 12 years or something, it's been a long time, um, and he, there are people like wearing his fake family crest on, on their, like waving banners, kids with it painted on their faces, and people cheering Ulrich, Ulrich, he's returning home as a hero, but like not as himself, as a, he's like returning as a lie, as someone he isn't, so like they're not cheering for him, he's the hometown hero, come home, but like they don't even know it, yet, that's depressing, yet, he, he, something that ties in with that is that, um, Count Adamar tries to defeat him, both on the field and off, he gets William disqualified by, like, William goes to visit his father, and um, Adamar follows him and, you know, re- unveils William mm-hmm. as just a commoner. And so he gets disqualified, and that's when Edward shows up and knights him. And then when they're actually on the field, Adamar stabs him, and then William's ki- William still beats him while wearing no armor. Great um, So he... he outdoes Adamar both on the field and off even when he's trying to cheat. Yep. And then Sorry, becomes man. the the should have just not been a movie villain. Yeah. That's what happens. He picked a poor <laughs> career choice. He really did. Uh, that whole that whole final Jowls the first time I watched it as a kid. I was like, oh, <laughs> even no armor. Oh, there's no strap to his arm. Oh, no way. No, it's it's great. It's 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 the symbolism because the armor represents hiding who he is Ooh. and trying to be something that he is not. I did that didn't even occur to me, Stephanie. I mean, I assume. I mean, I'm just spitballing here. That no, no, no. Me. You're right because that was the first time he when he starts the lies when he puts on the armor. Exactly. Yeah. And so taking off the armor, it represents, you know, not only becoming his true self, but also recognizing that that could end up hurting him. But it's, you know, that's the only way he can truly win. But yeah. Uh, damn. Stephanie just casually stumbled yeah. into a point. Damn, Somebody let me direct a movie. That's all I want in life. God. Jeez, Stephanie, you should be an English teacher. <laughs> no, I will never do that again, actually. Um, I, I, I love the moment at the very end when, um, when Adamar is on his back and William's whole gang is standing right above him doing the line back at him. That was very Avengers. Like, you have been weighed, you have been measured. Come up to Loki. Yeah. <laughs> this, this movie feels like it, like Joss Whedon was involved. Like, I don't think he it was, does. but it feels as if he was. You're right. This movie has... The humor, I guess, feels very Joss Whedon, just without the casual sexism and a lot more character work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, there is a little bit of that spirit there, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the humor definitely feels like it could be a little Joss Whedon-y. I, I love the moment when... Um, so. William is angry because Adamar is not at a tournament for William to beat him, and Jocelyn is, like, flirting with him. 
Um, and he's like, I'm wearing nothing to the banquet. She goes, well, then we will cause quite a stir for I will dress to match. And he's like... <laughs> He says something, he's like, I don't remember, he's angry. Yeah. And then, out of nowhere, like, Chaucer just pops into the side, he's like, she's talking about her clothes, my lord. (laughs) (laughs) He literally, like, he moves into the the frame frame so fast, like, it doesn't sound that funny to describe it, but visually, he, he, like... Whoosh, and he's right there and he's like as she's talking about taking clothes off like you should be you should be paying attention to this like it's ridiculous uh, so everybody in this movie does a great job in their <laughs> choose it up is just having the, the doing the whole like uh, the whole announcer bit <laughs> right like is that amazing. is a role that requires chewing up the mm. scenery you know like Absolutely. he is dancing around the 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 railings oh yeah, yeah standing on the prince's uh <laughs> throne like the, the the protector of italian the protector of italian virginity the enforcer of our lord god <laughs> uh it's insane it's great well yeah that's like that's the whole point like part of the whole team building thing is that he he's nothing without his team man like he it like he can't just go into it by himself he has to have the the image he has to he has to keep everything working like so it's kind of that's a nice way that the movie builds character as well is like he has to have the spokesman guy he has to have like the people who you know whatever what's their what their faces do like the other two guys who Watt like and Roland yeah like all the stuff they do behind the scenes like the pit crew thing and they pick up a cool blacksmith girl which let's yeah talk exactly about, let's talk about her for a second the blacksmith girl yeah what let's, let's talk I don't remember uh, oh god um, oh god uh, uh yeah yeah I like her a lot because they, the, uh, she does not fall into the, um, tough girl trope. Yeah. Like, she is a tough woman without falling into the tough woman is just one of the lads, you know, doesn't care about romance or anything. Like, she actually gives them a little shit sometimes when they're like. Yeah, like, she has to teach them how to dance. And she talks about her dead husband. I know, I was like, oh, this is sad suddenly. I I love the moment when William is smart enough. I love the scene when they first meet her and she's like, did they say I couldn't do it because I'm a woman? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. They just said you're shit with armor. (laughs) The fact that you're a woman had nothing to do with it. And that was what got her to do it, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of played on her pride a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I did like her as a character, though. I, I th- still think she should have gotten with someone. I thought that would have been cute. But yeah. what do you think? I, th- I think this movie <laughs> has pretty damn solid female characters. Yeah, so for a movie that her. could be just about dudes. I don't know. I feel bad for what's her face's friend. Like literally, all she mm-hmm. had to do the entire movie was stand there while her mistress talked i guess she is a maiden in waiting i know but i, I do not bad feel her. bad about her being a maiden okay, at the end of the movie but william is a peasant <laughs> who was never supposed to become a knight if we're defining people by their roles in society like shut up just... stephanie no, you're not allowed to provide no, counterpoints no, uh, yeah and i will provide a counterpoint i just i why doesn't the changing your stars thing apply to her hmm I felt bad for her. The way I feel bad for all best friend of movie love interest characters because <laughs> that has to suck. You're just walking around with your friend in the market one day. Some guy comes up, does not give you the time of day, and just starts relentlessly hitting on your friend while you're sitting there <laughs> like, that's fine. I I didn't have self-esteem issues or anything. It, it's cool. Like, <laughs> just imagine being in that position. Sorry. Okay. I'm done with my rant now. Anyways, that... Yeah, that. 
Let me check my EO <laughs> tweets while you two do whatever yeah. you're doing. I'll be off here <laughs> so in the back. <laughs> um, anyway, I felt bad for her, but but apart from that this point i'm just gonna say a bunch of things that i liked about the movie mm-hmm. i like the first scene when william sees jocelyn in the marketplace and that song's playing he's just kind of looking around and she's just appearing from random places <laughs> she um, moves too damn fast <laughs> i like that um i love i love the the scene at the banquet when Adamar tries to embarrass william um and then he comes up with this dance and they start dancing to, to david bowie love it um uh, <laughs> does that go on for too long probably yes. um, <laughs> um uh, i like the scene with william and his dad because it actually oh, gets so me good. in my feelings really bad i'm like yeah, oh no, william talking to his dad i'm crying <laughs> like well yeah it's just like as soon as he goes into london the tone changes so much mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's been kind of fun in games but then it's like got that appropriately dim rainy london atmosphere like i don't know um and it's, like, really depressing because his dad's, like, blind and his roof is leaking and, oh, God. But <laughs> but that is a really sweet moment. And I think provided some some much-needed, like, uh, I don't know, an emotional core to the movie, I guess. Yes. So it isn't just, like, silly and slapsticky, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, piggybacking <laughs> off of silly and slapsticky, um, I really like the... Uh, the friend characters, all of them, uh, Roland, Watt, Kate, Chaucer, uh, they're all very silly, and I love their uh, comedy dynamic, but uh, like Caleb pointed out, they're all allowed to be actual yeah. characters. Yes. And, uh, not every yeah, Watt could easily land. be just very, very the cool. annoying, violent douchebag. <laughs> but, like, he gets the scene where he talks about when he's helping William with the letter, when he um, comes back from delivering the letter and he has to kiss William. Um... I I love the sequences when they're trying to rile William up and they're like, uh, he's been this he's raised taxes on his people three times this year to pay for these tournaments and William's just like, I'll kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was funny. They made that whole thing. Up. Um, like when Chaucer like he gets that big uh, introduction. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm trudging. Uh, and then just. Just a couple scenes later, uh, it, it's like, oh, this silly character that you just met has a yeah. uh, crippling gambling addiction. That's yep. the first real thing you're uh, going to know yeah. about. Uh, I, I like that they were the, like, Okay, the way he walks into something. frame, it kills me. Because it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so casual, Like, because they're just standing <laughs> there talking. And then literally just a naked guy just casually... Sorry, I just bumped he the walks. microphone. A naked guy just casually walks into the frame. Yeah, like, he walks in, says morning, pats their horse, and just keeps on going. <laughs> <laughs> like, ahoy, sir nude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love when um, uh, William is lying about who he is for the first time to Chaucer, um, and he doesn't believe it, and then, like, William pulls the knife on him, and Chaucer is just like, now that, I believe. Like, with just this great look on his face. But, yes. He was like, yes, I... I believe that the marker of a true knight is threatening a naked man on the highway. (laughs) uh, Or something like that. But, yes... (laughs) I do not have any more notes. <laughs> I have addressed them all and said many more things about this movie that I don't know. I just like it. Yeah, I like it too. I I've I've done my bitching, but I I I quite appreciate it. Right, it's movie. not perfect, but I think it's 
when I say this, I need to qualify that, like, when I say a movie is perfect, that doesn't mean it's, like, the best movie ever made, right? It's not the height of the art form. I just mean, like, it's... This movie is near perfect in that it would take very minor changes to it to make it yeah. make me have a perfect, perfectly enjoyable experience watching it. Right, and I think a movie can also be, you can call it perfect from a subjective standpoint. I mean, all film analysis is subjective, but uh, if... If there is really nothing about it that actively hinders your enjoyment, I guess is how I think of it sometimes. Yeah. Like, um, and you know, that's, I, like I said, this, the music thing, it, it bothers me less every time. I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, what, whatever you guys were on in the 2000s, I guess I'm just glad you were having fun. We're, we're all having <laughs> fun here. Um, so, I don't know. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan. I like it. And, uh, Heath Ledger, God rest him, really does yeah. a great job. And, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely has its flaws. I think the runtime is a little bloated, but you're you're going to enjoy yourself when you watch this movie. It's become this thing where it's the perfect movie for me to where Comfy if I just pants. need something to uh, have yes. on in the background while I'm doing something else, Anytime I look up, uh, yeah, it, something, something fun is happening on screen. <laughs> yes, that says a lot about this. Me. Would definitely be on my yeah. comfy pants list. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Oh, well, all right then. Well, huh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, unless we have any closing thoughts, um, uh, next week we will be doing a little something a little different though we have done one like this before um is that the jingle jangle of <laughs> non-denominational boots, boots? On the roof. <laughs> um it, no actually this this will be a christmas episode um if you guys remember our halloween episode which we did it was originally supposed to end our uh spooky month but instead ended up kicking off, kicking it off. <laughs> october 2 spooky boogaloo um so we will each be talking about a Christmas movie that we really like. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of getting in the holiday spirit. That one probably will come out either the day before Christmas or on Christmas. Um, yeah. But so we'll stay tuned for that. that. Uh, we will be getting festive. Uh, maybe busting out the eggnog. Just kidding. I don't think any of us like eggnog. It's a... Um Okay, well, Justin does. There you go. He can have I some. I do. Uh, it's delicious <laughs> when you put herb in it. Uh, <laughs> if you want to watch along with us, we will be announcing the movies on our Twitter, at Sounds Familiar, like we did Oh, yeah, Halloween watch along specials. with us. Oh, Check that would be fun. There. Yay, Christmas movies. <laughs> I love Christmas. I keep joking about making Stephanie watch Jingle All the Way, but I haven't decided on what movie I'm picking yet. <laughs> He hasn't decided if he wants to subject himself to Jingle All the Way. I haven't seen it since elementary school. Well, I've decided on which movie I'm picking because it's the greatest Christmas movie, which is A Muppet Christmas Carol. Jim Carrey's The Grinch? Oh, yes. Do not even profane the name of A Muppet Christmas Carol by daring to put it alongside Jim Carrey's The Grinch. No. No. I know technically it's Ron Howard's The Grinch, but come on, who, who do people associate with that movie Despite more? Despite my respect for Ron Howard, no, <laughs> no, um, no. Uh, that I I I love Muppet Christmas Carol, and I am looking forward to talking about it. Um, but I guess you guys haven't picked yours yet, so we'll just we'll just put a pin in that one. It depends on how mean I want to be. 
We Look, love being mean to Caleb. If Gremlins is your favorite Christmas movie, then I will do it. He said through gritted teeth. Uh-huh. Hey, the <laughs> Gremlins could be like a gateway to us making him watch increasingly scary movies. It's like it's like the whole frog in the water thing. Like you just slowly turn up the temperature on Caleb, and sooner or later he's analyzing Dead? the Saw franchise <laughs> on air live. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, the first but... one revolutionized the genre. <laughs> thank you. That's like our my fourth community reference of the night. Yeah. I think that's we can end it say, there. Thank you, Ahmed. Okay. My name's Caleb. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at actual underscore Caleb. My name's Stephanie. You can find me on Twitter at Steph has no name and on Letterboxd at Ray's Left Boob. I'm Justin. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Wow, brand consistency. I know. I probably should change my username. Hey, on that note. <laughs> but I good. like being raised left boob. <laughs> okay, yes. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, y'all. <laughs> Love ya. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at SoundsFamiliar. If you'd like to get in contact with us, drop us a line at soundsfamiliar at gmail.com. We'd like to thank our friend Chelsea for our logo. Be sure to check her out on Instagram at ChelseaBHDesigns. We'd also like to thank Shane Quick for our theme music. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. We'll see you next time on Sounds Familiar.